This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined by my almost twin today, Brie Tucker. Well, hello, hello, buddy. How are you? You know, I'm noticing we do, we're doing a lot of focus on the outfits. But I know it is a lot of focus on the outfits because that's like where my mind goes. Like that is my, that's actually my tool for like when I'm in a social situation, how I kind of get myself in a group or introduce myself to someone is I'll just be going by and I'll be like, hey, I like your necklace. Or like, I'll just give them a compliment about something that I see on them because that's my go-to. That's a very good technique. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, mine is like when it's kind of that awkward silence, I just go, is this crazy weather or what? (laughs) And how cliche is that? (laughs) But I think a lot of people talk about the weather. I mean, that's where every conversation goes when you don't know what to say. Or when you live in a place that has extreme weather, kind of like the valley. But I want to come back to the outfit thing. It's funny you bring it up. And we both giggled about it because we are literally wearing the same top, just different colors. We are. Yeah. Go Stitch Fix. Yes. Go (laughs) Stitch Fix. And what's funny is you're wearing a black top and green pants. And I was wearing a black top and green pants. And Mm -hmm. I switched at the last minute to this outfit with black pants and my purple top. This is too much detail for you guys. I get that. (laughs) But the funny thing is, I would say at least once a week, we end up in the same outfit. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird brainwaves. Yeah. It is so weird because we don't even talk to each other about it. We just show up and we're like, oh, look, we're matching again. It's how it goes. It's how it goes. I'm I'm doing like weird postures too when I'm talking to Brie. I'm stretching my bum today. I'm doing like the the figure four stretch. My lower back hurts. And like when I went to get a massage recently, they're like, does your lower back hurt? And you're like, yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. And the masseuse, he was like, you look like you're really tight in your glute area and that can like take strain on your lower back and so you just have to stretch it i'm like oh okay that's it and and when i'm stretching and when i'm doing that figure four oh my gosh it hurts like there there's some stretching that needs to happen right there but it takes all the pressure off my lower back i hold a lot of stress in a lot of places but my gluteus maximus is not a place i hold that stress i don't know why it's (laughs) i don't know why it's weird 
The body is just so weird. The joys. Wait, uh. but we need to respect our bodies. Oh, I like that. Because <laughs> today, so we're talking about seven ways to get respect in your home. And guys, we made this super easy because respect is an acronym. Of course. Seven letters in respect, seven ways to get respect in your home. Because we hear from a lot of parents and a lot of our friends and peers, actually, about like kids disrespecting them and not respecting them or like saying mean things. And all they want to do is teach their kids how to respect them. Right, right. And it's funny because this is a grew from the podcast episode where we talk about backtalk. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of turned into that first discussion when we had the backtalk episode, we talked about how you were like, well, is that really backtalk? And then it was like, well, really, it comes down to respect. And then it also comes down to what we were taught growing up, which is you got to respect your elders and right. respect authority. And that's not so much the case anymore. Right. And that whole thought process of you respect me because I'm your parent and the relationship being completely ignored there. Yeah. that So respect is still a great thing. That's not what I mean when I say like yes. <laughs> the respect yes. for elders. It's more that it doesn't work anymore to tell kids that they should respect adults just like unilaterally across the board. Right. It's about that respect being a two-way street. Yes. And that's, that's a hard things sometimes for us to wrap our heads around because here we are as the adults as the parents we've had more life experience mm-hmm. we know more we've been through it all and so we feel like we deserve that respect because we've done all of this already they should just respect our opinions and not question them right and i think but that's where it really comes down that's to. where it comes down just to blindly follow me and listen but wait I don't want you to do that with everything else in life. Yeah. Don't blindly follow your friends off a bridge. And that that's where like the disconnect <laughs> right? comes in because mm-hmm. we are telling kids to chart their own path and to make sure people treat them kindly and to stay with people who treat them kindly. Whereas if at home, it's not like a two-way respectful environment, which mm-hmm. I mean, if it is this way in your house, there is no shame here at all. We are all growing as people. But kids see that disconnect and they're like, wait a minute, how do I show respect when my opinion isn't taken into consideration? Right. And so today we are showing you what you can do and what you can expect from your kids as well as a result of that. It, it's, yeah. I'm super excited. And I'm this, super excited for this episode. <laughs> this will actually bring you a closer relationship with your kids as well. So it has an added benefit and it gets you it gets you actually more of what you want because um, <laughs> when you do it in this way, there's less fighting with your kids. There's less nagging at them to do things and there's just less like disharmony in general. And we're going to show you how. So get ready for this episode. Hey, if you are stressed out right now about the thought of having your kids go back to school and starting this whole homework routine again, when, you know, many of us have not had practice with the homework routine for over a year, then you have got to join us in our free event live. It's called Homework Simplified. It happens all next week. And you can go sign up for it at www.noguiltmom.com backslash homework. So if you love the No Guilt Mom podcast, like I know that you do, then you have to check out our very talented friend, Kara Harvey, who is the host of A Purpose Driven Mom podcast. So Kara is a productivity coach for moms and mompreneurs, and she helps overwhelm moms develop systems and routines so that they can manage their time and take action on their goals. 
As a mom of three and a former school teacher, she knows exactly how important it is to have these routines and systems in her home and wants to help you get there too. So check out the link to Kara's show in our show notes. And now on with the No Guilt Mom podcast. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Okay, so let's get into this seven ways to get respect in your home. And uh, if you want to take notes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you don't need to. You don't need to. Actually, if you go to my Instagram, it's just at no guilt mom. We've created a slide, like a little thing to help you remember each of these parts. So uh, you can find it there on the Instagram as well. So you don't have to take notes. Well, you know, Bree's a visual person. So anytime you do visual stuff, I greatly appreciate it. Because that's the only way I can remember anything. Yes, you just got to look. It's blue. It says how to teach your kids respect. It's right there. So you don't have to take notes. You can just listen and soak it all in. (laughs) Yes. It's like the best thing you can get to learning through osmosis. You remember like when you wanted to fall asleep on your biology textbook and you're like, I'm learning through osmosis. (laughs) I had a pen about that. I had a pen that had Garfield sleeping on a bunch of school books. Yeah. I was always like, can't that work? Yeah, I wish it would. I wish it would. So this is the the second best thing to that. So we have named everything with the letters of respect r-e-s-p-e-c-t find out what you mean to me r-e-s-p-e-c-t okay so the first one first one for r it's react appropriately so when kids like give you that disrespect when they talk back when they like say no i'm not gonna do that or no you don't know what you're talking about or no you're the worst mom ever oh yeah i've never heard that one before (laughs) that's i have to keep myself from saying that out loud that goes through my head sometimes like oh oh so we're doing this again oh okay great i've seen this episode though you know it's been on repeat a little bit (laughs) so the first step is to react appropriately and what we mean by that is you are going to want to say all those things but don't don't do it it won't help it won't (laughs) it will just exacerbate the conflict and it will not work we know from experience yes (laughs) yes when you slip up and something comes out you're just like like have you ever seen that when your kid does that too They'll say something and you realize that they didn't mean to and their eyes get huge. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I mean, I think the same thing happens for us as parents. And we had an episode a few weeks back, too, where we talked about how teenagers, we need to realize that they are almost kind of like toddlers as well, but with better vocabulary. Yeah. Like when they're saying things to us and out of anger and this disrespectful communication, They normally don't mean it. Yeah, it's usually out of frustration more than actual meaning. I mean, we as parents do this as well. Just this weekend, I was out shopping and I was totally frustrated and having to go store to store to store. And both of my kids were with me. In 115 degrees. Yeah, it was like, well, it was in the mall. So that was good. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. A little better. (laughs) My daughter's like, well, I'm frustrated because you told me we can go to Target for school supplies and now we're not going to have time. And all I wanted to do is my husband was checking out of a store downstairs and I just wanted to go 
go look at the little kitties and the puppies next door. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. I just went two minutes and, of kittens and puppies. And when she said this completely reasonable thing to me, she said it very like, she's like, I am frustrated because of this. Like, it, it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. Guess how what I said? I'm like, well, let's just do everything that you want to do and not do anything I want to do. Oh. <laughs> and that came out of my mouth. Did, you get, did you get big eyes back from her? Um. Yeah, I thought was it was not my best parenting moment whatsoever. But you know, that would be an example of not reacting appropriately. And you might do this from time to time a lot. Yeah. And it's okay if you do. What happened with me is I did have to cool down. I realized something I, I said something horrible. And I needed to shut my mouth for a little bit. <laughs> and I did go and apologize to her yeah. after, but it happens. I'm giggling because like she is, guys, she is like gut-wrenched about this. So she's like retelling the story. She's like, ugh. And I'm thinking tired. there's plenty of times where this stuff has happened. Like yeah. we all have, just like we give our kids the benefit of the doubt that they're mm-hmm. hungry, they're tired, they're angry, they're lonely. Something else happened that made them react that way. We deserve that kind of kindness too. Yes. But if you make it a habit to not react immediately mm-hmm. when something negative happens and you make it a habit to be like, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a little bit. I'm not going to react about this for like another 10 minutes. And you or, could even say that to your kids. Be like, I am mad right now. I really need to cool down before we talk about this. Right. It's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. And you're going to find that by dis- modeling that, I started to say display, but by modeling that to your kids, mm-hmm they're going to be more likely to start doing that too. And then guess what? If they are cooling off before they're talking, you're going to get a lot less of that. You're just stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Like responses from your kids. Hey, all It is Joanne. And Brie here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. 
So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So that that's R, react appropriately. E is explore the reason for the disrespect. Yeah, so this one is a totally different way of thinking about disrespect because we were raised that we should always respect our elders and kind of the implicit message there was our opinions really didn't matter. Like right. how we felt really didn't matter. Yeah, we just because had to we show were respect. the kids and we were dumb and we just had to listen. Yeah, and yeah. that's how we were raised. And so, you know, you really raise your kids the way you were raised unless you take a specific parenting course or, or listen to a podcast or something where you get... <laughs> the knowledge to kind of change that. So this is different. So instead of, you know, you react appropriately, but then explore why they reacted that way. Right. So this has a lot to do with like asking questions. You ask questions. And one of our favorite questions that we teach in Calm and Happy Parenting, which is our course for parents, is I noticed that you talk to me in a really like kind of irritated tone. What's up? Right. And just starting with that. Now, it may not work right away because your kids need time to cool down as well. Right. So trying to get them to drill down when they're super angry might not render the best results. Yeah. You might get some very superficial, harsh things that they're saying just to get you to leave them alone. Yeah. Like to that question, I can imagine kids being like, because I'm mad, because you're stupid, because yeah. Yeah. It would just continue and continue. So that cool down time is really, really important. But once everyone's cooled down, you can be like, hey, I noticed this happened. What's up? Yeah, I can hear that you're upset. Can you tell me why? What exactly is causing you to feel like this? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you want us to proceed? Like asking those kinds of questions. It doesn't mean that you are taking a step back and letting go of your parenting role or I don't want to I oh, I don't want to say like authority because I think there is right though word. a lot of fear though that your authority is somehow diminished and when it, you take this approach and it's we want to make sure that you know that yeah we want to make sure you know you're not you're what you're doing at this point is you're researching you're trying to get all the details so that you can get an effective answer mm-hmm. and how many of you do that in so many other faucets of your life right yeah yeah I mean like if an air conditioner breaks you don't just be like okay Air conditioner. I'm going to call the plumber. Yeah. No. Like your research. You get someone who knows like air conditioners and you have them go up and they diagnose the problem. So really what you're doing is you're diagnosing the problem. Yes. Because a lot of the things that we think are upsetting our kids, they're not the real reasons. Right. And it's very surprising when you start digging into that and finding out the real reasons. Right, exactly. A lot of times it has probably nothing to do with what's going on at that moment. No, and you'll be surprised. Like you'll be totally surprised. And this is how your relationship's going to improve because what you thought needed fixing isn't what needs fixing. It's this other thing over here. Exactly, exactly. So after you've explored the reason for the disrespect, Mm -hmm. what is S? S is to stay calm and give them a chance to respond and listen. I think that listen, like in our notes, by the way, for this episode, I wrote listen in all caps because I know that's not always my strong suit. It's hard. I like to get to the solution. Mm -hmm. I don't like to waste time. Like, okay, let's move. I, I know what's wrong. Let's just move forward. Sometimes all they need is just a little bit of listening. Yeah. Sometimes with emotions a lot. I shouldn't say sometimes with emotions, like pretty much all emotions, they need to get everything out. They need to feel like they're completely understood before any 
any change can take place or any problem can be solved. Right. And I know that when I'm dealing with what I would term disrespect for my kids. So like maybe I said, we're going to be doing this. And one of my kids said, well, that's just stupid. You always come up with stupid plans and make us do stupid stuff. That could make me really upset. I would be like, right? I need to go calm down over here for a bit. Right. <laughs> and I think that my my natural reaction to that as a human being, yeah. when someone is attacking my character, uh-huh. is to come back at them. Maybe I give them rhetorical questions. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, what, what makes me so stupid? You're mm. stupid all the time. And then you just start to unload on everything. Yeah. And I think back to like those times that we have those like, because we've all done it once or twice where we've had that argument, normally with a partner, mm-hmm. like a romantic partner, where we bring up things from like four years ago. And remember that time when you did that? And like, we're always doing what you want. And you always say what I want to do is stupid. And I'm the parent and you just need to listen sometime. Yeah. Kid, like your your kid we can't even get a word in edgewise. Do you ever want to do the whole thing? Like, oh, yeah, was it so stupid that I took you to the mall? Was it oh, so stupid oh, that yeah. I bought you this? Was it like... Right. I, I want to do that all the time. But right. But that help. doesn't help, right? All that does is that's just bringing back that same attack that they just gave to you. And after they attack your character, do you want to listen? Heck no. No. And if you're finding that like when they're telling you things about how they feel or what they're thinking, if you're having a hard time keeping it under control, like it just means that you're not cooled down yet and you deserve that time to cool down. So you right. can ask them to stop and say like, you know what? This is really hard for me still. I'm really angry about the situation. I need to cool down. I need to take a few minutes to myself. And again, this comes back to by staying calm, giving them a chance to respond, answer those questions that you gave when you were exploring the reason and actually listening to those answers. You're teaching them, wow, people will listen to me when I put together my thoughts and when I say what I'm thinking and when I say what's bothering me, which is so much more effective than yelling or hitting or screaming. Yeah, it's so much more effective. Yes, it is. And it's funny because like learning the questioning strategies when I went through learning it and I can now see when other adults do the same thing to me and I can stop them and I can be like, hold on, I need to get everything out first. That's really good. And you know, that's so much better than yelling at somebody. Yeah. Or like stomping off or like saying something behind someone's back or like, you know, and it's good for you too. It's really good. I mean, being listened to is one of the best things in relationships ever because feeling heard is like so important. Right. And I think in a lot of cases, too, sometimes when we're able to unload it all and somebody gets us started on that thought process Mm -hmm. of why is this happening? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I so angry at this situation? You can work through it. You work through it. And then you're like, oh. And then your problem Okay. Yeah. I see why you wanted us to do that. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a powerful, powerful point. You may not even need to go to problem solving. They may figure it out all on their own. Which actually you just gave them the teaser. So like, what is P in respect? P is problem solved together. (laughs) Because you are going to listen to everything that they have to say. You're going to get all of your things out too in that. And so that you can problem solve together. And that's where you guys just think of solutions to whatever's bothering you. Right. And I actually, this is a really simple, when you're problem solving together, this is probably the million dollar question that you mm-hmm. would ask. Okay, how can we solve this together? Yes. That's how can we that solve is, this? Right. That is letting your kid know they're not in charge. I'm not going to dictate what we're doing. We're going to come up with a solution that we're both going to agree to. And I know it sounds crazy, you guys. I know that, that those few words sound crazy, but they mm-hmm. really do make a huge impact. And Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? 
Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. And you can't do this for every problem either, for respect. Like you can't like, if they refuse to get in the car or something, problem solving at that particular point in time is probably not going to work. Or like in instances of safety, like if they're doing something completely dangerous, don't expect you to problem solve there. No. No. It's Hi, how, honey. Yeah. I know you want to run out in the street and there's a big like 18 wheeler coming. We, but how are we going to solve this together? <laughs> We're not, not going to work. do that. I promise. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Problem solving is something for if something happens again and again. So for example, if you and your kids are constantly getting in the same fight and they are talking to you in a disrespectful way, when everyone's calm, that's when to go into problem solving. Be like, okay, like... When you're so upset, how can we solve this problem or what can you do or what can I do so that we keep our emotions in check? Right, right. And so like if you're able to follow those steps before about like staying calm, drilling down and asking the questions Mm -hmm. and giving your kid a chance to talk and to say their feelings and actually listening to what they're saying and using reflective listening where you're repeating back key things that they're saying. If you come to that question of, okay, How can we solve this together? If that's a brand new approach, you're going to find that for a lot of kids that completely disarms them. And they're like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah, great. What do you want the results to be? And maybe the answer you're going to hear from your kid is, so like, let's say a fight that you're having where there is disrespect is that you ask them to, like, maybe they have weekly chores in the house or you ask them to clean their room. And that's stupid. It's my space. I don't want to have to clean my room. I don't want to have to do my chores. Okay, you, you, you calm down, mm-hmm. right? And then you, you drill, okay, so why don't you want to do the chores? Why don't you want to clean the room? And it's more than just why. Like yeah. those aren't... There, there's some questioning strategies that you can go into. But yeah, once you find out the reason behind it, 
then you could problem solve and see right. how both of you could be happy in this process. And they're able to speak back to you and tell you why. And you might hear yeah. the reasoning being like, because right now I have a stomach ache and I feel like I need to throw up. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, didn't realize that. Okay. Let's have the bathroom. A- <laughs> Let's have a conversation about that, yeah. you know, or maybe it's something like, because I feel like you're always telling me to do stuff and this is my space and da da Okay, let's talk about this. How mm-hmm. can we get to a solution? Mm-hmm. How can we work together on this? And maybe their answer is like, I shouldn't have to ever clean my room. I shouldn't ever have to do my chores. And that's when you get to say back to them, again, this is a conversation. It's a conversation. They don't right. get everything that they want. It's right. coming to a mutual agreement. That's a solution that's not going to work for the two of us. Yes. So let's come up with, and then you tell them why that's not going to work for you mm-hmm. and moving forward. Yep. Problem yes. solving, we get a lot of pushback from parents when we talk to them about problem solving because that fear is real. That fear about having to let your kids do everything that they want to do in this process, that's very common. And we're here to say it's not the case with problem solving. Yeah, no. Problem solving is about your child working through coming up with a solution. It's not a one-sided solution where they get what they want. So that brings us to E of respect, which is... Examine your mistakes. So just like I said at the mall this weekend, I made a mistake. (laughs) And it is so, so powerful when we make mistakes as parents. And I'll tell you why. You'll be like, what, Joanne? Because it gives you the opportunity to model how to apologize. And it's the best way to teach kids how to apologize is when you have to apologize yourself. Yeah. And who has had their kids either apologize to you as their parent or to a sibling or somebody else. And this is the apology. I'm sorry. <clears throat> right? Like you get that. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You could, yeah. They're being forced to do it. This gives you the ability to be like, I'm genuinely sorry. I'm sorry. I and did this. And why. I am so sorry I did this. This is like what I was thinking when I did this. And I mean, my, my whole apology was like, I was really frustrated and I was tired and achy and I didn't want to be there anymore. And I should have just, you know, taken a second to calm down or told you I was frustrated instead of saying what I did. And yeah. I'm sorry. And also like, and I do appreciate the way that you were able to talk to me, like letting mm-hmm. them know there's so many things. But I think that a huge factor of this is that we're all human. We're all human. We, we all, all make mi- mistakes. Yes. Owning up to mistakes is a huge, huge plus in people because mm. you can't learn if you don't make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. So teaching our children that mistakes aren't things to be ashamed of and aren't things to hide from and aren't things to They be don't make you a bad about. person. Yeah. You can Cut always, out that shame. Yeah, repair those mistakes and show them how. And Yeah. If nothing's burnt down. It's all good. We could still work. And, and even if it's burnt, burnt down, down, it's okay. I was going to say still workable. There, there's more materials to build from. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for C, we have choose respectful language and behavior. And this is hard because I know growing up, I constantly heard adults refer to kids as whiny and bossy and rude and like all of these names they attach to kids. And so now, like when we grew up, we are just repeating that same process. But it's really hard to come back from name calling. And think about how that made you feel or how it makes you feel when someone calls you a name. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you feel good about yourself. It doesn't make you believe that you can do better. It makes you feel a lot of times that self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, well, fine. If I'm bossy, then I'm bossy. And I don't have to do things nicely because no one's ever going to see me as a nice person. Yeah. So So, like if your kids go to someone's house and maybe they talk to you a little disrespectfully, and you come back and you're like, you're so rude. Why do you have to be like this? It's probably not going to get you to the solution that you want it 
to get you to. Right. And if you don't want your children using that language, then Mm -hmm. you don't use it with them either. That's a big thing about this whole choosing respectful language and choosing respectful behavior. And this is the hard truth thing because we don't want to bring the shame, but we also don't want to be like, everything will be great and wonderful if we don't address this one thing that as adults we're known to do. Right. Right. Because we all lose our cool. But again, like we just said, We can all make mistakes. We all learn from them and we choose to do better next time. And if you have been calling your kids these things and like I know that you probably don't mean anything by them and that you you were raised this way too and you probably may not even be thinking about using them. Mm -hmm. It's totally okay to go apologize to your kids like right now. Be like, you know what? I am so sorry. I have been calling you bossy and I know that you're not bossy and I really want to try to stop using that word. So I am going to to try to stop calling you bossy and I'm going to work on it. But can you do me a favor and can you tell me when I use it and to make sure that I apologize when I do? Yeah, I feel like that's a huge thing when it comes to building that relationship with your kids is giving them the ability to let you know in a respectful way Mm -hmm. that you're doing something in a yeah. negative towards them. But can you tell I have that knee jerk reaction on bossy? <laughs> oh my gosh. I have such a, yeah. So now we're back to the last letter, R-E-S-P-E-C. What is T? Teach. Don't punish. Yes. So this is really like teaching kids how to keep cool when they're like really mad and want to say something. Teaching how to express their feelings about something versus saying like, I can't believe you talked to me that way. You are grounded for a week. Go to your room. Go to your room. That doesn't really give them the skills on how to not be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. All that does is teach them to get angry. Yeah, feel, to get angry. Feel angry because maybe there was a legit reason, you know, uh, sometimes it makes them feel shame about their feelings. So mm-hmm. so we say this all the time, using kind and firm discipline is going to help you teach your child. Discipline means to teach her to train, not to punish. Yes. And I think that discipline really gets a bad rap. I don't know how it got that bad rap or where people thought it meant grounding and doing things the right way and how the right way got equated with whatever adults say is the right way. But I it don't did. know. And it doesn't mean that at all. You can no. be really kind and firm, but still have a great relationship with your kids. And if some of these concepts, especially the problem solving one and the asking questions one that we talked about today, if you're like, okay, this sounds great in theory, but like, how do I do this? Like, we have a course for you. It's called Common Happy Parenting. It is uh, not available right now, but you can go sign up for the wait list at www noguiltmom.com backslash calm dash happy dash parenting and we'll have a link for the show notes in case I screwed that up right there yeah but yeah, yeah. Say, that, that, that's a long one I, I would be like <laughs> yeah we'll have a link there guys you, we'll have a link we for you in the show you. notes we'll have a link for you in the show notes but so just to recap real quickly here are seven ways to get respect in your home going to go through the R-E-S-P-E-C-T. First one is R, react appropriately. The second is explore the reason for disrespect. Then you have S, stay calm, give them a chance to respond and listen. P is problem solve together. E is examine your mistakes. C is to choose respectful language and behavior. And T is to teach, don't punish. So we hope that you got some excellent, excellent strategies that you're going to use. Let us know too. Send us an email. Hello at noguiltmom.com or like 
tag us on Instagram at no guilt mom. We love hearing from you. We would love to hear more from you. So if you're one of those people listening right now being like, oh, everyone will will tag them and email them and they won't respond to it because they'll have so it's not true, guys. No, they don't. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) You mean so much to us. So just hearing from you would mean loads. And I can pretty much guarantee that either Brie and I will personally respond to it. Right. We we do strive to answer every single question comment every single email that comes through. So thank you guys all so much. So remember the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.